Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Wow. Thank you, Dave Nielsen, for leading us into yet another episode of NSDF Power Radio. Hey, welcome everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future. I want you to get comfortable for another powerful broadcast of National Seizure Disorders Foundation's weekly recorded talkcast, Power Radio. Hey, we're here every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we invite you to join us as we bring order to seizure disorders by discussing with an open and mature mind a variety of topics related to living with seizures. We're not medical professionals. We're just a compassionate crowd of experienced seizure survivors and caregivers. I want you to know that NSDF Power Radio is open to the general public, so be sure and invite your friends and family to listen to the recording of tonight's show all week through our website at nsdf.us or go ahead and listen through the TalkShoe archives into the future. You're invited to call in and contribute to the conversation every Wednesday night. Just dial in at 1-724-444-7444 and follow the show ID 135359. So now it's important to know Power Radio it's not an hour of fear or blame or drama. This is an hour of awareness, support, and rising above our diagnosis. So when you're ready for support, acceptance, and enlightenment while living for, with seizures or caring for someone living with seizures, I want you to know that Power Radio is just one of the services offered by National Seizure Disorders Foundation to guide your life in the direction of positive seizure management, peace, and joy. Discover more about NSDF and what we have for you at our website, nsdf.us. That's simple enough, isn't it? Now, to give everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future the best possibility of hearing every powerful word spoken through the show tonight, I've requested that our producer mute everyone for the first few minutes. Stick around if you have questions and comments or if you just want to share an experience from your seizure journey. Our producer, Susan, will be opening the lines soon. And for those of you in chat, go ahead and write something down. As it comes up and as we open the lines, Susan will relay those messages. Please do respect the voices, and the time of others. Keep your comments to the point. Before you speak, remember, listen twice and speak once. This may prevent guests from talking over one another because we don't want to miss a valuable word. 
Tonight I want to share gratitude for our partners, Compass, Kovac Likely, and Seizure Clusters Connect. And oh, also, Guardian of the Night Canine, the trainer we prefer to use to provide the nation with highly trained seizure service canines. Resource links for each of these partners will be available through our National Seizure Disorders Foundation pages across social media. That'll be on Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Tonight I have a special announcement for powerful prayer. Yes, we pray here at National Seizure Disorders Foundation. We believe in the gift of peace and healing through prayer. So while you pray in your own way this week, I want you to please continue to lift the following members. Tiffany, Corey, John, Kristen, Susan, Tinley, Priscilla, Leah, Liz, Melody, Dalton, Caitlin, Hunter, Daniel, Carrie, Misty, and Jason. These are just a few names in current need within the loving arms of National Seizure Disorders Foundation. If you have a seizure-related need, please reach out to National Seizure Disorders Foundation through any of our social networks or through our website. Leave a comment, even if, it wants to, if you want it to be as easy as, I need help, I need prayer, please help, something like that. Just get our attention in that way, and I promise we will reach back. So, uh, as stated earlier, the staff and guests of Power Radio are not medical professionals. Anything you hear on National Seizure Disorders Foundation Power Radio or read on the written resources given during the show are for your own awareness and support only. Should you be inclined to take action, please discuss any changes to your diet, your medical routine, your self-care routine, or your exercise routine with your own medical team. NSDF is not responsible for the decisions made or the growth experienced by individuals listening today, tomorrow, and into the future. Now, before we dig into tonight, I want to share a recent and true experience in hopes that it will inspire you to become more than whatever you're feeling in any moment throughout your day. Tonight I want to talk about caregiver resentment and disappointment. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, this has happened very uh, apparently, and it's been very real in my own personal experience. I just want to share a little bit with you, and I'm not looking to shame anyone. I'm not looking to blame anyone, and I'm not looking for pity. This is definitely and only uh, for your experience and perhaps for your own personal growth. This week, my caregiver, my legal husband, came to me, and, uh, and he finally, after 15 years, told me that he resents being married to me. He resents the fact that he has to care for me. He resents the whole package. 
Now, here's the beauty of that. You know, a lot of people would be really upset, broken down to tears, things of that nature. But here's the beauty of it. Because I have experience with the resources that are provided to you through National Seizure Disorders Foundation, resources like the tools of letting go, resources like Power Hour, resources like Power Radio, and so much more through our website. Because I have uh, experience with those resources, when I heard those words from him, I didn't break down into tears. I accepted the words, and, or, or rather, I, I just observed the words. I didn't accept them. I just observed the words. I recognized that they were his. And I told him, without a tear in my, in my eye, I told him, I hear your words, and I understand that those are yours to live with. They have nothing to do with me. And I also let him know, at any moment, that you're ready, you know where the door is, and you know how to leave. And then that was that. You know, I made a choice before saying those words to him. I made a choice to choose me, to choose my own well-being. I made a choice over feeling neglected, feeling rejected, feeling let down, feeling that sorrow and bitterness and hurt and anger. I made that choice for peace and power. And so what's the point in me sharing this with you today? Well, uh, I want you to know that every living person has the power of choice. We make choices every moment of every day. And you have the opportunity at any time to feel better at any moment in your life, seizure-related or not. You have the opportunity to choose peace, to choose joy, to choose to feel better. Now, if you need help in rediscovering this power, the power that uh, gives you the choice, I want you to go ahead and call on National Seizure Disorders Foundation, connect with us in any way that's comfortable to you. And let us know that you're ready to rediscover your power. It's in there, I promise. It might be covered up with a heavy blanket of fear, but it's in there. Even when you feel the most powerless, power still remains within. Simply speak up tonight or reach out through our website, or even send an email to me personally, and I will reply. My email, for those of you listening today, tomorrow, and into the future is, one word, TerrificTanya at NSDF.us. Go ahead and give it a try. Test me. See if I'll respond. So uh, now let's get on to tonight's show. Tonight I've got a few topics to touch on. Those topics are awareness, feeling normal, feeling good, and gratitude. So first of all, um, let's talk about awareness for a moment. You know, uh, the, the word awareness is really passed around a lot, especially in uh, when there's a cause 
to represent. And this is what I want to speak about awareness tonight. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about when, when you're ready to create awareness, when you want to tell the people out there about your seizure disorder, about how important it is to know about seizures, about seizure first aid, about SUDEP. I want you to think about this. What action are you ready to take after you speak those words? Because, you know, awareness is more than words. Words are okay. Words are very powerful to use. But there comes a time where you have to step up and take action. I want you to think about that. If you need some direction in your life on what action to take or when to take action, if you need uh, someone to meet with and mastermind over an idea, an awareness idea you may have, you need to pool those resources together, go ahead and get in touch with us at National Seizure Disorders Foundation. We have solutions for you. And now on to the next one, feeling normal. You know, that's uh, something commonly spoken among people living with seizures. I want to feel normal. I want to feel normal. If you're a caregiver, you might, you might say, I want my child to have a normal life. Well, you know, if you said this or if you just felt it, I want you to take a look again at your thought. Is it more precise to say, I want to feel good, or I want to be accepted? I want to feel unbroken. I want to feel that power again. Or do you just want to say, I want to be done with these seizures. I want to have more strength in my body and my mind. Think about that. What is normal to you? Not what is normal to society. Because the most important thing is that we accept ourselves and not reach out to society to be accepted. So what is normal to you? If you have an answer to that, I want you to call in tonight and, uh, and let us know what is normal. If the more precise thought in your mind is that you just want to feel good, let us know. And we have solutions for that. And then last but not least, we have gratitude. Now as we open the line to hear from our callers, I want you to let us know what you're grateful for today. Perhaps you're grateful that we're here. Perhaps you're grateful that you woke up. Perhaps you're grateful for a seizure-free day. Perhaps you're grateful for epilepsy. You know, there's so much in life to be grateful for. And as we open our eyes to just a small amount of gratitude, miracles really do begin to happen. It's proven that when you feel grateful, even just a little bit, your brain and body begin to heal well. And now, uh, feeling better. Have you ever wondered how you could just feel better? 
and what you would have to do or what you would have to think, whatever whatever would come up to um, help you feel better in any moment of any day, I'd like to hear what you have to say about feeling better. But first, for those that have difficulty with this, with feeling better, I have a tip. When you find yourself feeling something other than what you truly want to feel, that better feeling, I want you to consider what emotion would feel better. Sometimes feeling no emotion would feel better. Believe it or not, sometimes people can get to a place where feeling miserable feels better than what they feel right in this moment. And if that's you that I'm talking to today, tomorrow, and into the future, I want you to know that that emotion that that you're thinking about right now, gee, it sure would feel better to feel, and you fill in the blank. I want you to know that you can feel better. You can begin to feel that emotion. And how do you do that? Just consider what if you what do you know about that emotion? Whatever that emotion is, what have you experienced in the past surrounding that emotion? What have you been taught surrounding that emotion? Begin to think on those words and let yourself feel. Let yourself feel those words. Let yourself feel better. And then if nothing comes to mind, <laughs> you can always consider a nap. Naps are a healthy way to reset your mind and help your brain heal. So if you ever feel stuck, just really don't know how to feel better, you don't know what word feels better, you feel overwhelmed, just go ahead and allow yourself rest. Allow yourself to take a nap. There's no force. There's no judgment. Just allow Allow yourself to take a nap and reset your mind and help your brain heal. Then after your nap, see what feels better and act on what feels better. So I see that we are about a quarter after the hour. Susan, do we have any listeners ready to participate? Yeah, we have um, Lisa from New Hampshire. We have Mylene on. We have um, a new listener from Ohio. I believe her name is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. And we have um, East Virginia and Massachusetts online. Beautiful. Along with Jason. Jason's with us always. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to hear from our newest guest. I want to hear from Lisa from Ohio, Lisa from Ohio, if if you're wanting to come on and participate, why don't you go ahead and speak up and let us know what's on your mind? Well, this is all, this radio show is very new for me. Um, I've recently been in contact with uh, Lowell G. Evans, and uh, it's been very inspiring and positive. I am a mother of two adult sons who both have epilepsy. My Oldest son is 28, um, diagnosed at 17 with juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. My youngest son is 22 
Um, and just a year, just a little over a year ago, was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. Um, mm-hmm. Two totally different epilepsies from two brothers and no rhyme or reason. Um, from a parent's point of view, it's the worst deja vu ever. Um, sitting in a doctor's office uh, 10, 11 years later, re-experiencing what I went and experienced with the, the first one, the MRIs and the the CAT scans and the EEGs and, uh, you know, the worry of what exactly is going on. And um, so it's, uh, it's been a lesson in uh, perseverance and a lesson in love and fear and overcoming those in order to be there for your children no matter how old they are. <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's so important. It's important that you're aware that there are It's important that you're aware that those are lessons that can be overcome, and it's important that you're taking action to overcome them. And and being the caregiver and the mother that those boys deserve, and the caregiver that you deserve to be. It's so wonderful. Now I got a question um, about your son's care. Have they ever been examined by an epileptologist? Yes, they both have epileptologists. Um, Just about three weeks ago, uh, we took Tyler, my oldest one, uh, who's 28, to the Cleveland Clinic for a five-day video EEG. Um, The the care in in that facility was unbelievable. Um, The good news is there were no surprises. He had been having breakthrough seizures um, for about the past six months and we weren't sure why, and um, basically all we found out is we needed to double up on his dosage of medication, uh, which worked beautifully. Uh, for the, fir- the first week was rough with some side effects, his body really not wanting to adjust to that um, increased dosage. But after the first week, things worked out. Um, he is the most stable I've seen him in a very long time, and I have to say um, I feel very strongly uh, just from my experience, that epileptologists um, are so, so very helpful in the fact that they understand the um, the large umbrella of epilepsy and everything physically and emotionally and mentally that that can mean. So yes. when we talk about, yes, seizures are controlled, however, the sleep disorder is off the chart at the time. Uh, They understand that for Tyler or for Mitchell's particular epilepsy, uh, that's common. And so they try to work with him. They try to work with the meds that he's on. Um, They know him. um, And it's it's just been, it's been much better than being told, okay, well, that's something, you know, you need to go to, you know, a separate place to go Mm -hmm. handle. Um, We're having two young adults um, with epilepsy and being told through no fault of their own that they are not invincible at these particular ages. Tyler was 17, Mitchell just turning 21. Um, it's quite devastating. Um, yes. it, I think that I try to give my son's credit for uh, dealing with that part that really messes with their male ego. It's very difficult to hear that. Uh, Just at that age when you believe uh, 
that you are invincible. Um, and so as they go through the diagnosis of the epilepsy and being told, um, you know, yeah, you, you, you do have a sleep disorder and you may experience mood swings and depression and um, different areas that they each are experiencing, it gets to be very overwhelming. Um, yes. I can remember my oldest son telling me, if one more doctor tells me one more thing is wrong with me, I'm going to lose it. And <laughs> I, I totally understood that because as a parent, it's hard to sit there and mm -hmm. and listen to the long list of things, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But I have to commend them both and, and anybody out there who is taking it one step at a time, taking it one diagnosis at a time, finding that doctor that's the right fit, and finding that support no matter where it comes from. Because um, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think that's very, very important. I, I tell my kids all the time, I'm, I'm the mom. While I'm the caregiver, I'm first and foremost the mom. It's yes. the one hat I can wear. And so in being the mom, I can only experience the mom experience, the mom feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and with my first son being diagnosed at 17, it was pure, unadulterated fear. I was suddenly afraid of everything because yes. of being totally hit blindsided by this. Um, his seizures are long. They're 12 to 15 minutes long. Um, they're dangerous. They're painful. Um, and I was just totally frozen with fear until I got educated. I educated yes. myself, I educated my son, I educated my family, I volunteered, I started to feel a little bit more in control, a little bit more empowering. Um, Very good. With my second son being diagnosed just a year ago, I have to be honest and say I was really angry. The fear showed up, but boy, did it turn into anger really quick. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, here we go again. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> the other one? Really? Um, I'm going to be honest. God and I had a few words um, because uh -huh. I, I did not understand. Um, and But working through that with lots of prayer and meditation, lots of prayer and meditation, yes. and being honest about that anger, you know, not feeling ashamed that I was angry, you know, um, not feeling ashamed that I was that protective mom, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll proudly wear the badge of helicopter mom. You know, somebody has to be out there protecting our kids, yes. you know, and they're, and they're my kids, and I'll gladly wear that badge, and, and I was very protective, and, and, I, and I gave homage to that anger and saying, you know, you... I was given these two lives, and I did everything that I could to make them safe, to make them healthy, to make them um, the men that they are. And then mm -hmm. along comes this horrible thing that threatens their daily living, their social skills, their development, um, and their lives, basically. Yeah. And yeah. Um, But... Uh, but I worked, I worked through the anger, um, like I said, with lots of prayer and meditation and being very honest about that anger. I, I wrote about it a lot. I prayed about it a lot. I had a lot of conversations about it. Um, and then 
the acceptance came. And mm-hmm. when I did that, when I finally rolled into that part of it, um, so did my younger son. And yeah. we kind of grew into the idea together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by the time that it we had finally sunk in um, and he had accepted it, he actually made the comment uh, to a counselor that he was okay with it. It was yeah. just time to adapt, adjust, and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Very good. when he accepted that, it was it was much easier for me to accept too. Um, yes, you feel that emotion with your kids; you just can't help it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was it was accepting that, accepting and and being okay with. I'm angry now. What am I going to do about it? That's the mm-hmm. important part. Those those emotions are going to come up. Those all of those emotions: the depression, the anger, the fear, um, the insecurities. That's all going to come up. It's how you handle it. Yeah, yeah, it's your power of choice, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. Wow, what a wonderful story. Listen, um, I have a question for you. Do do you and your sons, other than having each other, do you and your sons have good quality um, support around you? Do you have support systems as caregivers and as seizure survivors? Actually, yes, we do. I I have a wonderful husband. My husband uh, is my son's stepfather, and uh, we have a wonderful relationship. The four of us together, we we're the family that you know we we rely on humor a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And being the only girl, surrounded by men uh, mm-hmm. and things, they, there's some dark humor in there. Which you know, being the mom, I, I cringe a little bit once in a while and and things, but. Um, but yeah, we, we have found out that's the way that we cope together. We're strong together. Um, when we took Tyler to, my oldest one, to Cleveland Clinic, um, and they were so hoping to get the information that they needed without making him go into a seizure because they are so very painful. Um, his post ictal can last up to a week from one seizure where he doesn't really recognize people and, and, and things like that and but when they came they came to him and said no we we're going to really have to you know force this seizure um that was that was hard to hear because we have we fought so long not to have one of those (laughs) and we know how that feels and what it does to him and had it not been for my husband to sit and really talk to him man to man and say you know look all we can do is get you to the place where you need to go you're the one that has to decide. You're the one that has to go through this. But I know that if you, if you trust us and and you get there, they're going to bring you back and and you, you know we're going to have all the information that we need. So Tyler, you know, he made up his mind. We're going to do this. Um, we got the information that we needed, and he was fine. But mm-hmm. without that support, because again, I can only wear the mom hat, and I yeah. don't care if your child is two, eight, or twenty-eight. When they look at you and say, Mom, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Your first instinct is, pack it up, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, and you do. You need that extra support. You, I've, I've always, you know, felt sometimes you need 
that third party sometimes because it is so emotional. And you get sucked in whether you want to or not. And sometimes you need that third-party person, that that extra support to tell you it's going to be okay. You know, you're the mom and you're the strong one, and you tell you, look at your child, and you say, it's going to be okay. And there's that little voice in the back of your head going, is it really? You know, because I don't know, I don't really know anything about this. I'm not the expert. I'm the mom. And uh, so it, he has just been very instrumental in raising young men um, and talking to them um, about these issues. We also have great other family that live close by um, that will drop what they're doing in a heartbeat if I think, you know, the boys need to be checked on. Um, wonderful. We've we found different groups. I've, I've started different groups to find support. Um, I've learned that if, it, if it's not out there, you, you try your best to find it or to make it happen. Um, I've always been the one to tell my kids, I'll t- I will answer any question that you have. If I don't know, I will find out for you. Beautiful. And, that's beautiful. And, that's and I want uh, I want you and your whole family, your sons, your husband, all of you, to know that um, you're not alone. You're not alone, and National Seizure Disorders Foundation is here to support you on any level, as a caregiver, as a mom, as seizure survivors, as a dad, as a stepdad. You know, as a caregiver, any level that you need support in, one-on-one or in a group surrounding, uh, online, offline, whatever, whatever works for you, if all of them work for you, we're here to support you, we're here to help you, we're here to give you the resources to keep you going in the right direction. That so is that you, much so appreciated. So that you and all your family can feel better. Yeah, that's much appreciated. And, and the needs change day to day. Yes, you know, yes, that's one thing I've definitely, I've definitely learned through all this. It, it, I tell myself, okay, you got it. Yep, I got it. All right, hold on, it's going to change. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, that's one thing you and can depend like, on. It's going to change. What I'd like to do, what I'd like to do is, um, I'd like to move forward mm-hmm. uh, in getting connected with you. Uh, is there any way that I might be able to connect with you, say, through Facebook? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, how might I best connect with you? Um, you can just look me up by my name, Lisa Terrell, T-E-R-R-I-L-L. Okay, I will be doing that. I will be okay. doing that. Please. And um, I hope to be able to share some wonderful stories and some wonderful support together. Yes, absolutely. So now we, um, excuse me. So now we move on. Um, Susan, do we have anyone else waiting to share? We have Jason on the line. We have um, Mylene online with Lisa online from New Hampshire. And we have Central Minnesota and East Virginia and a new one from Southwest Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Well, let's hear from Southwest Pennsylvania. Southwest Pennsylvania, would you like to speak up, introduce yourself? Participate, or perhaps not. My name is Tom Kapivnikar. I live 60 miles, about 60 miles north of Pittsburgh, and I have epilepsy. Welcome. Welcome to the show tonight. So uh, would you like to share a bit about your experience, or do you have a question for us tonight? Well, I'd like to share... 
share about my experience with epilepsy. Okay, go right ahead. Well, for I'm 50 years old, and I found out I have epilepsy whenever I was eight. I had my first seizure. And for most of that time, I was... Hi there. Go right ahead, Tom. Excuse me? I said go right ahead. Go right ahead. And for most of that time, I was considered uncontrolled. Well, I went through some... This was back in the 70s and 80s. I was in elementary school and high school, of course. They didn't know too much about epilepsy back then. So we were treated even worse then than we are now, kids that age. And it was rough, but I made it through. And just, oh, September of 2013, I was able to have a surgery that removed part of my right temporal lobe, the inner part of my right temporal lobe. And I was able to get my seizures controlled finally. Wow. That's something to celebrate. That is something to celebrate. Oh, yeah. I've been celebrating ever since. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. So if you had some words of advice, and of course we know that we're not professionals here. This is just from your own experience. If you had words of advice from someone facing surgery, uh, what what would you say to them today? I'd say today, definitely go for it. Surgery, the medical field has come so far in the years I have had epilepsy. I knew one of these, I knew years ago that these days would come. It would just take some time. And it finally did happen. That they know so much about the brain surgery anymore. They can pinpoint exactly where your seizures start, and they can just do so much for a very successful operation. Wow, that's wonderful. That is wonderful to hear of your success of control. It's wonderful to hear that you uh, successfully experienced brain surgery and, and that you've been a survivor for so long. You know, just hearing that, gives people hope. I want you to know how important your words are. You give people listening today, tomorrow, and into the future, you give people hope. So I want you to take that in and really appreciate yourself. Really, really uh, share gratitude with yourself and let yourself know how important you truly are. I'll tell you something. That's what people in my situation need is hope. Yes. And it's always there. They need to realize that. And you need to be very strong with epilepsy. Yes. You have your good days and your bad days. And some days are very bad. But Mm -hmm. it can always, I'm not saying it like everything else, it gets worse before it gets better. Yes. Yes, it does. And it's not going to happen overnight, but mm-hmm. it's going to, it can take a long time, but you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. And so uh, let's move on. Who wants to speak up next? I know we have a lot of people waiting to speak up. Who would like to speak up next? Just go ahead and, and step in and share your first name and where you're from. Hey, Tiny, it's David. Hey, David. Hey, David. So what do you think? What do you think about tonight and all these wonderful people showing up? You know, I'm really, really impressed, and I'm really grateful. Guys, I'm the vice president, uh, executive vice president in the National Seizure Disorders Foundation, just so you all know. If you want to look me up on Facebook, it's David H. Paul. Just uh, type in David H. Paul into the search box on Facebook. Friend me. Trust me when I tell you I love getting friend requests. Anyway, uh, you know, one of the things that just came up for me, and I just wanted to chime in and say, um, those who have shared tonight, thank you so much. We appreciate you more than you could ever know. And just to show how much we appreciate you, we want to make sure that we stay connected. So friend me on Facebook, uh, friend Tanya, we'll connect. We'll make sure we keep that connection for a long, long time. And um, the gentleman from Pennsylvania, I did not catch your name, sir. Could I get your name? Tom, T-O-M. Okay. Your prisoner car with a K. Okay. Perfect, Tom. Say, um, we have a group on Facebook, a support group on Facebook for uh, brain injury, and you could really make a difference with folks that are considering, I mean, not, not I mean, I'm sorry, surgery, um, you know, ep- brain surgery related to, you know, a- epilepsy, and those folks over there could, would, would, you know, could really benefit from your support if you're willing to help. Sure. Great. All right. So... Do me a favor, again, David H. Paul, P-A-U-L. Look me up on Facebook. And, David Paul. Uh, 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 Paul, as in first name, like, like Paul the Saint <laughs> from the Bible, P-A-U-L. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy with two first names. Actually, three if you count my middle name. It's Harold. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Tom, um, look me up. And uh, I'll get you connected with uh, with with Carrie um, and the rest of our team over there at that um, in that group because uh, they're just your story is so valuable and uh, what you know how that whole process you know took place for you and and the care that you received that's all very very critical information for folks that are on the fence that may not you know be sure may have some trepidation or you know some some you know. Uh, some fear around, uh, you know, oh, yeah. as an option, you know. And so um, really a valuable group we, we do on Facebook. And, boy, you're going to be such a valuable contributor. I'm very, very excited. So, What is uh, the name of the group again? Uh, let me take a quick look. And And if anybody knows the name of the group off the top of their head, just speak right up. <laughs> I believe, um, unless, unless Carrie... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, Unless Carrie changed it, it is uh, Brain Surgery Buddies. Brain oh, no. Surgery Buddies. No, no, no. She she changed it a long, long time okay. ago. She she actually, okay, she changed it. It's NSDF Hopes. And Hopes stands for Helping Others. i got to find it. It chops off. Hmm. Uh, Where's that about? NSDF hopes. NSDF hope. Hopes. 
you know, like H O P E S, hopes. Hopes, okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Tom, isn't that wonderful? It's it's a way for you to spread hope. Well, it's one thing I want to okay. do. Yes, yes. Helping right. others prepare for epilepsy surgery. So that's the name of the support group there. There's some good documentation there, you know, but there's also lots of room for um, continued support and, um, you know, for folks that have been through it to kind of help us lead the charge, you know, of bringing hope and, uh, and reducing fear. You know, Tanya, reducing fear is a big deal to us, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's kind of like the, one of the main things we do. We we talk a lot around our around the around the boardroom table about which end of the stick are you on? Are you on the fear side or are you on the love side? You know, or somewhere in between. And we want to move toward the love side. <laughs> so whatever we can do to get off of that fear side, you know, we're gonna we're gonna jump right on it. Yeah. Captain. And one of the things is being, you know, just stepping up and and telling those stories and uh, getting the word out about you know about the new technologies and you know, um, surgeons are getting more skilled every day, you know, oh. more knowledgeable, especially in that brain surgery area. It's uh, the technology and the knowledge. It's come a long way. Oh, yeah. So, bless you, Tom. Thank you. I'll be yes. friending you shortly. <laughs> All right. Danya, I, I um, didn't have a whole lot else to, to, to share tonight. I just wanted to plug okay. in and make sure that we, you know, mobilize uh, that wonderful resource. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, David, for chiming in and for helping us out tonight. Um, and so I know that um, we have a couple of people on chat. Susan, do we still have people on chat that would like to participate in comments? Yeah, we have, um, I have my Lee and Lisa from New Hampshire on. And uh, we were just talking about and kind of joking about how, um, like, forgetfulness and, um, like, support systems that, and humor, um, one of them was saying about how there, when, uh, when Lisa from Ohio brought up about humor, how um, that helped them get through a lot of stuff and, uh, and then forgetfulness. Um, it's really funny. But, yeah, we've been having a lot of conversation online. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for handling that part. I appreciate you so much, Susan, for, uh, for taking care of our girls. And uh, do we have anyone waiting to step up and uh, introduce their name and where they're from to participate live? Well, this is uh, Lowell from um, Virginia Beach, Virginia. How are you doing tonight? Hey, hey, well, welcome to the show. So what have you got for us tonight? Well, I just want to say I, I want to say thank you to Tom and also to Lisa for calling in. Lisa and I met uh, just yesterday over the Internet, and she's a winner already. She, she There's a winning attitude about her. And as I say, she's building her village already yeah. for support. And she's coming on to with us now. It's going to be even stronger, Lisa. You have to understand it. People out there waiting to get information from someone, someone just like you got information from me. Right. I also contacted Tom uh, about a month ago. He saw me on the on the um, on the internet. Tom from Pennsylvania, that is. Tom purchased yes. my book, and we've been talking. Tom is a winner too. He's overcame the fear of surgery and all that. 
So um, I, just, I just want to say we appreciate y'all calling in. Uh, they both said they won't call in. They text me, and, and here they are. So, I mean, we're growing. We're helping other people, and we're expressing what's going on. But the bottom line is this. We have to multiply ourselves. Don't be afraid to talk about epilepsy. Yes. We we have to be, we have to put it on the table and smile when we do it. Cause Never be ashamed to talk about epilepsy. Exactly. We have it, but it doesn't have us. Yeah. Right. That is that's, that's the main that thing, you know. So the only I, way, I really feel that way. The only way people are going to learn about epilepsy is if we talk about it. That's, that's right. right. And, and that's including some of the doctors. The doctors have to come to us, you know, to find out what's going on. So, I mean, we we, we got knowledge within us. But getting back to Lisa right quick, Lisa, you forget two two young men that's um that have epilepsy. Yes. But you said but you said you educated your you went out and did the research, you educated your family, educated some neighbors, you said you needed a third party. Here's your third party right here. Uh N S D F. All of us are all of us are falling right in place together to make this happen and um society's gonna hear about us before this is all over and they're gonna be, you know, right in the boat with us. Right. I really feel that way. Well, my my old my oldest son was diagnosed back at, when he was 17 years old. I felt that you know we we needed answers. He had five uh, tonic clonic seizures in two weeks, each being 12 to 15 minutes long. Uh, a fall, a terrible fall down some stairs. Um, we were in panic mode, and then we got we we got to the doctor and we got a diagnosis most of which I did not understand or comprehend. It was like hearing a whole new language. And then you're pretty much just, you know, and you're just kind of left on your own. And I tell you that, that alone feeling, um, particularly at the time I was a single mom, and, you know, you're you're the adult in the house, you know, uh, and you, you put that pressure on yourself to have the answers. You know, this is your child, and he wants to know why and how and what is it called again? And what are you giving me? <laughs> you know, not to mention he was 17. He wasn't seven, you know, yes. so he had a, he had a voice too. Um, but just I can remember we, we got the diagnosis, and I had a pretty good idea of, of what it was because I had done research. Um, and, and we did have the internet back then. We also had dial up, which was, that was interesting. But, um, so I had, I had an inkling of what it was we were looking at. And I, I remember reading the word juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. I knew the myoclonic described the seizure, but I assumed the juvenile meant he'll outgrow it. (laughs) And so we went to the doctor, and he uttered those words, juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. I shook my head quite knowledgeable. Well, of course that's what it is, doctor, absolutely, Uh, and tried to look like I knew what I was doing because I was in charge of this 17-year-old person and another little person at home. And when he uttered the words next that it was for life, uh, that was the part that took the wind out of my sails. Yes. And, and my son, and we, we we were in Columbus, so we were 30 miles away from our hometown. Uh, he insisted on just him and I going. Uh, he he And I've always said this is their show, not mine. 
Um, mm-hmm. So they've called, they've called the shots when it's come to going to the doctors and their testing and things like that. They've called the shots. I, I felt it was important to give them some kind of control and give them a voice. Um, and I remember driving home. I, I don't, well, I don't actually remember driving home. I couldn't even tell you what road we took to get home. And at some point, we just pulled the car over and we just sat there. I, I, di- I literally didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was given these big words and, you know, this this man child sitting next to me was still the same. When I looked at him, I recognized him, but yet something had completely changed. And that was that was a very alone moment. And it's it's organizations and and foundations like yours that now with the technology, I'm hoping there's no other parent that has to feel that ever again. Wow. Whenever they're handed those giant words that you can't even spell phonetically, <laughs> let alone correctly. Um, that they they don't feel that fear, that kind of fear, and that kind of alone, and it, and it it really was. And the only thing I had was knowledge. The only thing I had was to go seek, find, learn, do, be a part of something bigger. Realize that it was something bigger than you, um, and and to try to be a part of that as as much as you could, as often as you could. Um, and my son, he, he didn't necessarily follow my footsteps, of course, um, but I still did it. Mm-hmm. And it's taken him a long time to come to terms with that. Um, but now, thank the good Lord he, that he has, and he's making his health a priority. Yes. Uh, and that's hard for 20-somethings, you know? Mm-hmm. I was a 20-something, and... You know, when they tell you, you know, a person with epilepsy, you need to have a regular schedule. You need to make sure you get plenty of sleep. Uh, show me a 20-something-year-old that's, that's doing that normally. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not even in their biological clock to do that. I mean, it's just not there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Orders exactly. and they say, well, make sure you're going to bed, you know, the same time every night. And I'm just kind of looking at him like, okay, good luck with that. Because he hasn't done that since he was like, <laughs> <laughs> And so I think I think um, yeah to to go through that at, at that age um, and and it's it's so important for them to realize they're not alone. It's, it can be very isolating, and mm-hmm. it's important for parents and to know that and that there there is a wealth of information out there. I feel like we all have a piece of the puzzle. It's this huge yes. puzzle, and there weren't very many pieces of this puzzle years and years and years ago. But we're all getting there, and if we keep sharing the pieces that we have together, I think that's when it'll all come together and keep and like you said, keep talking about it to to dissipate that fear um, yes. you know of that unknown it It still amazes me how much misinformation um and stigma is still attached okay. to epilepsy, but Unless you've been affected, my husband and I, we have a saying, if it doesn't affect you, then it doesn't affect you. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't affect, if your situation doesn't affect someone, then it doesn't affect them. Yes. So, you know, I, I gave up, kind of gave up on the notion that, you know, because you're a teacher, you would know when my child's having a seizure. 
No, they're not. <laughs> not their experience. Because you're a school nurse, you should know my child's not ADHD. They're having a, a, a partial seizure. Not if it's not part of their experience. That's so true. If it's been given to you in your life, I feel that as as a parent um, and as a human being, I have a responsibility to share that piece of, of the puzzle. Even though I recognize it as my puzzle, my my experience, and only my experience, and I am no way an expert on this subject or any other, but it, I, it's my responsibility to share what I've learned. And hopefully wow, that will be bringing other people closer to what they need to learn, the understanding, um, the compassion, um, and and get rid of that stigma and that fear. Um, yes, that, yes. In the long run, that's what's hurting us all. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna step out for a moment and uh, present you with an invitation. Uh, we always have room in our ever expanding ambassadors department. I want to know, uh, Lisa, would you like to consider becoming an ambassador for NSDF for Ohio? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. 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 We'll get with you and get you the information on that, and we'll talk more about it. I also want to let you know that uh, we do have a forming group. They are uh, growing bigger and bigger, and it's uh, Moms Making a Difference. And you sound like you are an NSDF mom making a difference. So I want you to know that uh, I'm considering you, and I want you to give it some, some uh, careful thought. We will be talking more about it. Uh, I want you to know that you have an important part here to play at National Seizure Disorders Foundation, a part that will affect the lives of millions, believe it or not. I appreciate that opportunity. Um, yes. Because I, I've been looking for a way to fulfill this responsibility that I, I feel like I've been given, especially when I've turned around 10 years later and, and I'm given it again. Uh, <laughs> boy, that, you can't ignore that. <laughs> that was... Um, and, and a whole different area of epilepsy, one that I did not even recognize or know that was even going on. Um, so yeah, I, I I feel like okay, you knock once and ignore it. Okay, knock twice. Really? <laughs> so you know that shows that you have a strong purpose in life. You know, and your purpose is to be that leader. Your purpose is to be that strength for the yeah. boys. Apparently, whether I think I'm worthy of it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I kept saying, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you got the right girl? Are you, are you yeah. sure? I'm not really sure. You know, I, I, think we've, I think we've all said that. I think oh, we've yeah, all absolutely. said that at, at at least one point in our journeys. In our journey. I, I know uh, one concern that weighs heavy on my heart, and I, I've um, spoken to Lowell about this a little bit, is uh, we live in a tiny a smaller town um, in Ohio, and uh, I, I particularly feel for people in those rural counties. Um, you know, not not everybody has the privilege of living in or even being close to um, incredible hospitals and epileptologists and and things, especially with the the not driving. Heart mm-hmm. epilepsy, which is a whole different subject by itself. Uh, when my son was struggling so hard, um, 
and, and having the seizures and trying to, you know, control them himself. And I, I think I'll, you know, I can handle this myself and on and all that kind of stuff. Without being able to drive, without being able to work, you know, we have some of the best epileptologists just located in Columbus, Ohio. And without transportation and without support, you know, there, it wasn't going to happen. There yeah. was no way for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and with without uh, all those things and the things that need to be in place for him to work, for him to continue to have a social life, um, and for him to be a participant in society, it's it just is it's near impossible. And I feel so much for I, I and I often wonder, you know, Tyler has a great family unit. Uh, my parents live 10 minutes from him. I live 20 minutes from him. My brother lives 8 minutes from him. Um, and what do those people do that, that don't have the family to lean upon? And that's when foundations like this are so key and so important. Because mm-hmm. they can fill that gap. They can fill that void. They can get the information. They can learn where people are needing help. And but they need the people to talk to them. Yes. They need the people to check in with them and talk to them and tell them what's needed in that in that community. Um, mm-hmm. Our area just recently got public transit. <clears throat> Tyler told me that on an average week between uh, working a, a small part-time job and trying to see his friends, he could walk 50 to 60 miles a week. Wow. You ever try to keep somebody in shoes that can walk 50 and 60 miles a week? <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, it's just it's those small things, you yes. know. Um, and, and, of course, not being able to drive, it's, we all know it's not a small thing. Yeah. You know, we take our car away for two days because it's in the shop, and oh, my gosh. You know. Yes. And Tyler hasn't driven in four to five years. Uh-huh. And we are just now getting public transit um, in in our community. Um and that those are the things that are just vital to life, being able to get around and to maneuver and get to those all-important doctor's appointments that you wait six months for, yes. knowing that you cannot be late because you are on the doctor's time who is already spread so thin in your community that you're lucky to get 15 or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of stress, we all know, you know you're not supposed to... Uh, Deal with a lot of stress. Keep your stress level down. From the moment your eyes open, when you're in that kind of situation, there's the stress, you know. And I I think it's so important for those people that are struggling with those issues to reach out to anywhere. If If you get a no, if you get a door shut because there isn't any answers, you just keep going. It's a lot about about strength. It's a lot about perseverance. It's a lot about letting a no uh, or a, a rejection just roll off your back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and when you don't have the strength to do that, you need that support system that will do it for you. Right on. Hey, Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about having somebody just like you to turn to, which is why we're reaching out and we want you to be a part of our deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say this right quick, Lisa. You're you're a voice in the village. You are a voice, a strong voice. 
and when people hear you, you're gonna turn heads. Well, my children. You're gonna make. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna make. You're gonna make a difference. You're gonna make a difference. You're building the village right around you. Well, you really are. We're we're trying. We're uh, we're reaching out. My children will tell you basically because their mother won't shut up. So. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and listen, um, I want you to let you know, let your boys know that they can they can email me or Facebook me anytime. You know. I, I will definitely do that. My my younger son, uh, he was raised from 12 years old and up in in our home in Florida, and uh, after the diagnosis last year, decided that he wanted to experience Boulder, Colorado. Uh, he was <laughs> con- in control with his medication uh, right from the get go. Uh, he got he waited until he got complete medical clearance. He drove 3,000 miles by himself in his truck. It took him three days, I'm sorry, 2,000 miles. It took him three days to get to Boulder. Never thought he was going to leave Little Rock. Loved Little Rock. Shout out to Little Rock. He loved it. It was awesome. I kept saying, uh, that's not where you're staying. You, you need to go. And uh, so it, it shows he kind of has that I have something to prove attitude at 22. <laughs> um, and, but I'm here to tell the moms that, you know, when you teach your child there's a great big world out there, that most of it has nothing to do with them, and you encourage them to explore that world, the downside is you you got to let them do it to their, yes. to their abilities, to their capacity. And, uh, and it can be done. Like I said, again, lots of prayer, lots of meditation. <laughs> yes. Yes, Going definitely. On, lots of support. Um but at the same time, you have to remember to, to treat them age appropriately, treat them um, as if they were typical children. If they make you mad, you need to let them know. Mm-hmm. If they make you proud, you need to let them know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they need to be challenged at whatever ability and capacity that they're at. They need to be challenged because there are great things they can do. Mm-hmm. This they they may be affected by epilepsy, but they are not epilepsy. Wow, those are golden words. Those that's are how we like. That, that's the description we give in this house and in mm-hmm. this family. We are a family affected by epilepsy because it doesn't just affect the person that has it, that that is dealing with it. It affects the person around them, and that's how we talk about it. people mm-hmm. affected by epilepsy, and. Uh, my kids are very lucky. They've got a lot of people that love them, and so therefore there are a lot of people affected by their epilepsy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And now you have a whole foundation. You have a whole world of people opening up to you, to you and your whole family, that will be there to support you, to surround you with love, and and to be there um, every minute possible. So, you know, reach out to us anytime, anytime that you need us, and we will reach back. And we'll even go a step further, and uh, we'll reach out to you also. We'll keep those lines of communication open so that we can uh, grow better together. And so uh, moving on, I want to know if there's anyone else uh, waiting to say hello, waiting to ask a question, or waiting to say good night. Dorothy? Dorothy, Texas? Okay, Dorothy, what have you got for us tonight? I just...
did we lose her? Did we lose Dorothy? She's still on. Okay. No. Okay. Dorothy, did you want to say something? Hello. Dorothy, can you hear us? No. Okay, perhaps she can't hear us, but Dorothy, we can hear you. I want you to know that even though we're having um, a weak connection right now, I want you to know that you are totally loved and you're welcome back to the show anytime. You're welcome to reach out to National Seizure Disorders Foundation and connect. And so I believe, you know, that we've covered everyone. If there's someone that um, I have overlooked, it's it's uh, not a purposeful thing. Um, listen, if there's anyone that wants to speak up and say a few last words, uh, go right ahead. Yes, there is one person you've overlooked. Okay, okay. And would that be the great Jason? That would be me. <laughs> what have you got for us? Okay, um, good to hear all these new voices here tonight. Um, first of all, Lisa, um, you'll be hearing from me. I'm also one of the board, on the board directors. I am the director of Ambassador Development. Great. So you will be hearing from me. Wonderful. I will I will it. be taking care of all the paperwork for you. Awesome. And taking you through the process. Sounds wonderful. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> you got anything else for us, Jason? Um a lot of people with uh, epilepsy, and I've said this numerous times before, and other seizure disorders have um, said that they're limited by their challenges. And that is something that is one of the biggest, most misconceptions of of people. They shouldn't let their seizure disorders stop them. That's true. Me, I don't let my seizure disorder stop me. I've traveled three different times by myself for those that don't know it. I have epilepsy, and I am also legally blind. I travel on buses. I've traveled to Georgia from Pennsylvania. Wow. I've traveled to Virginia twice. That's awesome. And I think more people with these issues need to hear that. They need to know that. They need to know that it's doable. It's 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 out there. It's reachable. 
Yes. And the biggest thing is I travel alone. That's brave. That's downright brave for anybody these days. <laughs> I just got to say. <laughs> and with wow. that, I close my statement. Okay, that's that's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing tonight, Jason. And uh, so there you have it, folks. Tonight we've increased our awareness and we've learned through power of choice how we can feel better and how together we can be better. So this week I want you to check in with us through our website and through our social media pages. Let us know your thoughts. Did you learn something new tonight? Did you develop a sense of support meeting with us tonight? Or did you just enjoy a relaxing hour away from the worries of this world? I invite you to follow us, NSDF, on Facebook at facebook.com slash NSDF37029 or on our Google Plus page. That would be Plus National Seizure Disorders Foundation Burns. That is B. U-R-N-S. Burns is our center of operations, our headquarters, so to speak. That would be the Google Plus page plus National Seizure Disorders Foundation Burns. It's all one word. I want you to go ahead and follow us on uh, social networks for updates, information, and inspiration. And go ahead and enjoy tonight's recording over and over again as much as you want through our website at nsdf.us during the week. And oh, please do take notice, every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can join us over there on Google Plus for NSDF Power Hour. It's an hour of live support through Google Hangouts. Video support, we can see each other face-to-face as we share. And as you connect with us, over there, we'll add you to our growing list of favorite people we love to hang out with during Monday night power hour. I want you to also come be a part of a growing movement to bring order to seizure disorders. Share the goodness of NSDF Power Radio and National Seizure Disorders Foundation. Let others know you care. We're giving you the opportunity to join us in sharing gratitude. And it's easy. Simply share the goodness, the good news of Power Radio with all of your online connections to let everyone know powerful people support National Seizure Disorders Foundation. People like you, the loyal listener. People like you, the first-time listener. People like Susan, like Jason like David, and like Lowell, part of the growing leadership of NSDF. People like our sponsors, partners, donors, and members. Share so that others may become aware. Now, if you enjoyed tonight's call and you wish to be a part of keeping us active, please connect with National Seizure Disorders Foundation and let us know you're ready to give of your time, talent, and treasure. We invite you to come back again and share yourself and your experience, your need, and your gifts. We welcome you, we accept you, and we love you. Thank you all for joining us tonight. 
from the beautiful state of Tennessee. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote speaking for all the NSDF Power Radio staff, guests, and partners, wishing you better health, peace of mind, and the presence of abundant love. Why? Because I can think of no better gift to give. Till next week, everyone. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.